Are your headphones on your head? They are. And you're ready to rock? I'm ready to rock. Okay. Let's do this. All right. What are we talking about? We're talking about The weekend. The weekend. Uh, played at, at the Super Bowl. At the Super Bowl? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, good. We're that's talking good. about The weekend. Yeah. What did you think of the Super Bowl show? What do you think of the, give me your Super okay. Bowl rundown from beginning to end. <laughs> well, the funniest thing because is... Because that's all anyone cares about on the BioFriendly Podcast. Oh, yeah, absolutely. To tell you the truth, yeah. you know, last week we had, um, we opened up with Coffee Talk, right? We did. And we had a listener... On our YouTube, right? I actually enjoyed the coffee talk. Really? Mm -hmm. So it's okay. It has been deemed a worthy contribution to just chit chat a little bit. Well, that's not the first time. I mean, literally, Mm -hmm. one of our one of our previous tags was tangential but worth it. Exactly, and that's what we are. That was from a that was from a from a listener who listened to the show and enjoyed the tangentiality of it all. Yeah. Um, we, uh, but I do want to know your thoughts on the Super Bowl. Well, I wanted to tell you the, the funniest part was I don't have cable. Wow. I don't have cable. And you I cut ha- your cord cutter. I, cu- I cut my cord, and this isn't new. I didn't jump on the trend. I did this eight years ago. I'm going to be the last person who cuts his cord. Well, because you're a big-time sports fan. I do like my sports. And that's the thing is I think that that is one of the strongest reasons to hold on a cable is mm. sports. Mm-hmm. you got to be able to have the live experience. Yeah. So I was talking. How am I supposed to watch the Clippers <laughs> if I don't have the Fox Sports app? Exactly. I, no. And I like sports, but, but I'm not as committed to them as you are, and so yeah. I get it. I just I realized it. I said that you can't get the spots Fox Sports app unless you're on the Fox Sports ch- channel. Okay, which is means I have to I, like because because I'm like, well, if it's on the app, why don't you cut the cable, you idiot? You have that was to the have thought that, that I had as I was speaking to the audience. Who's yeah. calling? I heard someone call me an idiot. Wow. They called in on the phone. You were right. I heard it from here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I have to. It, I, the app doesn't work unless you have cable. Exactly. Yeah. But I so the morning of the Super Bowl yeah. day. I knew that I wanted it to be on whether I watched it or not. I, there was something about it. I was like, I want the ability to watch <laughs> the Super Bowl. Even and if so, you don't watch yes, it. Yes. And okay. so I talked to my brother and I was like, you know, we're not doing Super Bowl parties this year. And I was like, I'm just annoyed that I don't have cable. I want to be able to watch it. So yeah. I, was, I was looking up ways to, to, to watch it. And the thing I kept running into was like, well, you got to sign up for this app or you got to have this provider. You got to log into this and that and the other thing. But I found, try, I, found a loophole. I found a loophole. Okay. I did try an antenna, but I couldn't get CBS. Couldn't get it work. No, nope, <sighs> it wouldn't load up. But yeah. I found a loophole. Okay. On my living room TV, I have paired a PC computer for gaming purposes. Okay. Well, one thing that the great part about Super Bowl and other big events is they'll allow you to stream it from a computer. But not on an app. Really? So, yeah. So you had to have a service or whatnot. But they, they know that there might be people in the world that only have a laptop and don't have a television in their house. And so they'll okay. let you watch it on CBSSports.com. So okay. I brought the computer up. I brought up the app, went full screen, and I was able... And you watch the Super Bowl on CBSSports.com. Yes. I watched the first two quarters... And watch the halftime and then halftime show, and then after that, I was like, "We all know where this is going." Yeah, I don't, I don't see it the, going the any Tom other Tom way. The Tom Brady's—that's mm-hmm. what TB stands for, right? Mm-hmm. On the thing, the Tom Brady's. Mm-hmm. The, the Tom, Tom Brady's. Brady's were a lot better than mm-hmm. the K, the KC. Yep, which I think stands for Kentucky Mahomes Crown. What was that guy's name? <laughs> the guy's the chicken. <laughs> yes, yeah, Pat, the Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, Pat, yeah, Pat Mahomes. Um, they well, okay, and to be fair to poor Pat Mahomes, who was running for his life all game. Yes, he was. <laughs> he was just all over a for effort, Pat Mahomes. Yeah, uh, yeah. My gosh, apparently, like 
like they're starting three of their starting offensive line mm-hmm. guys who are the people who protect their quarterback. Yeah. Had COVID. So oh. they had three like rookie backup just Dorcases. Oh, I did not know yeah. that. And, just, and I so, hope those Dorcases are listening. <laughs> yeah, I know those poor guys are like two hey, gigantic NFL like, players. I got onto the NFL. I'm good I at football. I am a good football <laughs> like, player. Like, you know how hard it is to get in the NFL. I'm incredibly good at football. Just because I'm not as good as those guys. <laughs> Cut me some slack, Jack. Um, uh, what's that? That's from a song, isn't it? Put on the black, Jack. Jack. Yeah. Did it? Something. Oh, I hit, need to know my country music. Hit the. Yeah. yeah. Don't be coy, Roy. Don't be coy, Roy. Get yeah. on the butt. <laughs> that's that's tough. that's a, absolutely to that's, no. You can say butt. I can on say show. butt. Okay. This is okay. a this is a PG show. PG show. Yeah. yeah. Butts allowed. But uh, okay. Okay. Very good. Yes. We're almost done. I, I felt the same way. Like like it was it was I was so excited for it, and then it turned out to be a big waste of time. I was very happy with the commercials this year, though. And yeah. unlike everybody on social media, I feel like you either have people on social media saying that the weekend, like the show, was too. Like, why would you spend so much money on something when people are in a pandemic? Was half right. of the thing I right, saw. Right, right. And then the other half of the thing that I saw was, well, there wasn't this. There's was no production value. This mm-hmm. was terrible. There wasn't enough money spent on yeah. the show. And I thought, I was, I saw that. I was like, here's, here's this, here's this yeah. poor guy, probably yeah. like this poor offensive lineman I just made fun of. Yeah. But here's this guy who's, who's like made it to the greatest musical moment totally. probably of his life. Totally. He's a Canadian. He's trying to make it work. He's, he's, like, he's like, look, we're going we're gonna to make it as fun as we possibly can. We're going to get yeah. him employed a ton of people. Yeah. You saw how many people were out yeah. there. I mean, yeah. there was, I don't know how many violinists there were, but there a was lot a lot of violinists, a lot of people on the field, a lot of people on the field. And I was like, well, this is, you know, Hey, this is awesome. And then there was a lot of fun and the music was good. And I thought, Oh, I mean, I didn't know the guy. I recognized a couple of songs, yeah, but yeah, not because, because I don't, I'm not cool enough anymore. Yeah. Apparently Super Bowl has passed me. Yeah. And yeah. I'm now, uh, I'm, I don't know who the singers are anymore. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, but I, I did recognize a couple of songs cause my kids listened to them. Yeah. But I remember thinking. And this was my only complaint about the halftime show. I was like, don't they usually have somebody who's got like eight or nine or ten mega hits? Mega hits that, and then collab. Uh, yeah, and then they collab. And so you know, if you don't know every song, you know almost every single song. And you're totally. like, you're dancing along and singing. And then I was like, and then I heard the one thing and I was like, well, that's the only hit. And then Owen, my son goes, well, no, because you were singing along to the song when he was in the mirrors. Uh, so And I came to the name of the song. He's like, so yeah. that was the second hit. So there were two hits. Yeah. So you're wrong. Because yeah. he knows all their songs. He knows all the songs. Because he's a fan of... The, and he's young. Because he's young, right? And he hears that stuff. And then I realized when I got stomped by my son yeah. that... I don't. I can't. You're out of the loop. I can't make it. You're not cool. Old I man. can't critique Super Bowl halftime shows anymore <laughs> because they're not for me. I know. I saw a lot of negativity about it, and I was kind of like, you know, somebody else wrote this. They said, "You guys have been locked up too long. You yeah. hate everything. You, you hate, hate everything. everything. Oh, oh, it's you spent too much money. Oh, you didn't spend enough money. Oh, I just thought, shut up. People love to complain. I thought I sat down. Look, my family's not a sports family, but I sat my boys down. And we turned on the halftime show, and I said, guys, watch. And they enjoyed it. Yes. They smiled. They thought, this is cool. This is fun. And I thought... And that guy was great. It was I, a good showman. It was a good, it was a good show. show. It was good dancing. The music was fun. It was, I mean, you know, they yeah. dropped him from a crane from the sky. It was great. I, I thought it was great. I had a good time. But if you don't like the weekend, well, I know, guess... You know, then hang out during the weekdays. Hang out during the weekdays, I guess. <laughs> But anyway, but that was yeah. my that was my Super Bowl experience. I had fun. Yeah, and then I and thought the commercials were on point this year. I yes. thought it was the best commercial year in a long time for yeah. Super Bowl. There's a there's a funny environmentally related uh, Super Bowl commercial. Saki it to me, my friend. The Oatly commercial. Oh, the was, Oatly milk. Was, I love that one. I did it too. Was so dumb, and, but and it was people, just, it, was, it was right up my alley. Super dumb. I and I I saw it and I thought, oh, that's cute. That's fun. I didn't give two thoughts about it. But right. again, I, I drink almond milk though. Yes. Well, we usually drink almond milk, yeah. but my wife started buying Oatly. 
Okay. So it's in my house like, now. Like for that or beforehand? No, beforehand. Really? We already have so it. So they've, they've penetrated the market. They have. They're in. Wow. They're in our heads. They're in our heads. But Oatly, uh, they ran, and again, this was an example of people talking on the internet about like, that was stupid, that was dumb. But here's what's brilliant about that ad. Yeah. They're a Swedish-based company. They shot that commercial in 2014. Hmm. So seven years ago, they filmed this commercial. Wow. They aired it in Sweden for a very short window of time because at the time, there were these milk lobbyists, and they were like, get that ad off the air. We don't, <laughs> we don't need people to know that you can have uh, oat, oat milk. Oh, yeah. I, I blew out our speaker again. Sorry. You did? I'm so sorry. Okay. Well, fault. I'm just going to keep talking while he fixes our speaker. Every once in a while, you'll notice in this show that uh, we break our show. Yeah, we do. And when that we happens, uh, we usually announce it live on the air. <laughs> we don't cut anything out. We don't if cut it out. If anyone's wondering about this show, if we do it live, we basically always do it live. I think yeah. there, there's occasions where we might cut out like if a... if a some, Something went majorly somebody wrong. Somebody says a bad word. Like we have like sometimes yeah. a guest will... a bleep. We had yeah, a bleep or two. The guests will do something and not realize it, and then we gotta. It's just you know we gotta be like you know what? Let's just save ourselves some pain. And what just you, remove that. Section. What do you mean guest? You mean Noel? What? I never swear. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what they're talking about. I, I am the most reliably PG person on the show. This is correct. Yeah, but we don't edit me though, don't we? Do no. we, we? We bleep me. We bleep you. Yeah. I don't cut you out. I just put right. sound effects over you when you that's, go. Whoops! I'm not supposed to say that. Yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> so yeah. tangents almost done. Oatly Milk, they did this ad. They shot it seven years ago. It ran for a short time in Sweden. And then Oatly was like, well, let's pay for it to run during the Super Bowl. And they knew, they knew in their heart of hearts that there would be a large portion of people, people who would be like, would hate it. that's dumb. Yeah. I hate that. Why was that in the Super Bowl? So they had shirts ready that said, I hated that Oatly commercial. Perfect. And they, get, and they if you went to their site, you could get one for free and they sold out. Like, like that. that. Yep. And Good so them. they said, look, uh, love us or hate us. You're talking about oat milk now. They, so you are. Mission accomplished. I mean, th- those folks, what, Norway or Sweden? Which Sweden. 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 Yeah. Those folks up in the, up, up in the, up in the, up in the, yeah. Up in the snow. <laughs> up, up, up in, in the, the uh, Scandinavia. Thank northern you. Northern hemisphere. Sometimes I, in the, in the Scandinavian in the Scandinavian uh, peninsula, or whatever it is mm-hmm. up there. They they uh, they they uh, they really they really know how to. They do. They really know how they to do. promote. They know how they, to do what they're doing. They do. Speaking Smart. of which, and this is the last little part of the tangent. All right, guys, I got, stick with us. I got convinced last night. Um, by by a director who we work, you know, Ernest, Ernie Ernesto. Yes, Ernesto yes, good Sandoval. friend, good friend, great so, guy, talented director. Absolutely. So he was doing a, a project with with Talia, and they were you know, he was recording a voiceover. And so I I, uh, I chatted with him, and he was talking about the show called Norseman on Netflix. I'm not familiar with it. Oh my god! He said you should check it. And I watched it. Now talk about Scandinavians getting it right. It's it's hilarious. Really? It's so it's so. It's like I will check this out. It's, it's a Vikings. comedy. It's 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 Vikings, uh-huh. right? Except it, it it's going into like they go into it goes into their feelings. Like it goes into like how really? like the the regular life stuff of a Viking. Like what makes that sounds a, perfect what makes, for me. Makes a Viking's life emotional normal. Vikings. Yes. <laughs> Except that doesn't stop them from also being Vikings. And yeah. like they'll yeah, they'll use the sword and cut things, just obliterate things in half, yeah. and just be monsters. But then they go back to the how that makes them feel. Oh. I'm it's, in. It's funny. Sold. It's so I'm I'm in I'm in on Sweden. I'm in on Norway. I'm in on Finland. Well, this could I'm in on Vikings. That could make the uh the end of year recap. Yeah. It could. All right. If it's that good. We'll see. See how, uh-huh. how it goes. And they made another Scandinavians in the Super Bowl when, when Will Ferrell went to yes, that the, was a great commercial. We shared that on our socials because it is such a great I gotta give a shout out to Mike Carroll who sent us that ad, but it was the 
um, it was the ad where Will Ferrell finds out that Norway is ahead in electric vehicles, and he rounds oh, up he rounds man. up uh, people to go uh, Keenan, and yeah. then uh, what's her name? Aquafina. Uh, Aquafina. Yeah, he, we got to beat Norway. We got to beat Norway. And apparently, I guess uh, his wife is uh, from that part of the world. Is I guess she? she's Norwegian. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was. I think it's even. So his. Mike already Mike jumped the gun on that. He, one. he oh, got it too. He, he had he it before the Super Bowl. He already knew. He, he sent it over. Good and for he you, said, Mike. Yeah, way to go. Way to go, Grow Michelle. Grow Michelle. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, that was a funny commercial. That was oh, a winner I loved it. too. Yeah. I loved it. And that's then, that's and the kind they, of energy they, they we think need. they're going to Norway, and then one of them ends up in one, Finland. One's in and Sweden. He goes, I it's like you're in Sweden. He's like, ah, <laughs> it's so great. It's great. And so, then, and then apparently Norway has since made response commercials that are basically they? like talking to Will and being like, "Bring it on. We'd love for you guys to beat us in electric vehicles." Good for them. So. See, this is how we do it. This is how we do it. <laughs> This is how we do it. Okay. We ready to get the subject? Oh, do we have to start this podcast? No. Don't if you know. want, we could just talk about... It could be called episode 102, Super Bowl and Reflections, reflections. on Commercials. I love it. Uh, yeah, no, no, let's do it. Let's, let's we'll do it. it. Today, we're going to... I have this article right here yeah. from really smart people at Yale. I like Yale. And it says, assisting evolution. Okay. How far should we go to help species? Adapt. That's a wonderful article idea. Right? Yeah. It is. So we have a couple things here across the board, but what they're talking about is, well, you can guess, right, what they're saying in that headline. Yeah. Well, what are they saying? I mean, it, it, it's basically, it sounds like, how are we going to, uh, like, how can you adapt species so they can survive or adapt the environment so the species can survive, right, uh, yep. in an area? Yep. Um, and then is it... Is it okay? Is that are is we, that okay? Are we, is that an ethical? Are we, are we crossing an ethical boundary? That would be my, uh, my that's, guess. That's your guess, yeah. and you you would be correct. Um, it's basically we've got species, and there were several articles. You know, here's some of the headlines: in the race against climate change, many animals may not keep up. Yeah, many animals can't adapt fast enough to climate change. These are all headlines. If you go search this kind of uh, subject, this is yeah. what you're finding. Which is okay. We know that. Certain bird species, for example, can figure out, okay, insects are more prevalent during this time of the season. Yeah. So instead of, you know, mating and having children during this time, we're going to have to shift it back a little bit because now the seasons are different and so they can adapt to that. Or they even talked about how a species could learn, well, if I could get our, if we could get our size a little bit smaller, then we could be cooler and not affected by the heat. But that change might not be able to happen fast enough. Well, that's the thing is normally, normally when there's a, when, when there's a change in the environment, it's, it's gradual and it's over time and you can, you have time to breed for a few generations to, uh, to start to pick the winners. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how evolution works is you, you pick the survivor like that, that yeah. which it's the same as we were talking about virus, the virus before right yeah yeah that which survives survives yeah right so i so we we're kind of in an unusual situation where we're, we're doing things a little faster and yeah. it's probably a little tougher for some of these species to uh, to adapt yeah that being said and, and probably one one of the questions that makes the ethical quandary right is um some of them will yeah some are going to, some will figure it out and They'll survive and make yeah. it and, and keep on living on the planet. And that's the way, that's the way nature was intended to work. And yeah. maybe that's the way it should, it should work. I don't know. I mean, yep. I don't know. That's, that's, it's an interesting, interesting question. That question came up a lot. And so this article, the one that I talked about from Yale, mm-hmm. it's specifically talking about, I didn't know this, but there's a large amount of feral cats in Australia. Yeah, that makes sense. A lot. There's a, there's a. And it, they were brought there. 
I I need to. Um, they weren't they weren't oh, like yeah, natively yeah. there. Some no, some British brought, guy on a ship cats, was like, oh, brought, I'm gonna bring mittens down to Australia. Cats, <laughs> rabbits, like there's frogs we yeah, brought. Like, yeah. Australia's the classic place. My I, I gotta get my uncle on to tell a story, but like they're yeah. they get brought, him on the phone. Get him, they, on, the phone. Get him on the phone. <laughs> they uh, some some insect or cricket or something. I don't know, some some something. Yeah. And I, if I wish I, I knew the hell what I was talking about, but I'm just no. going to give the broad version because I don't remember. Everybody who listens to this show story, knows that you don't, you know, don't the know the hell you're talking about. about. So such, a, such a good you're point. You're fine. Yeah. yeah um, I, I was told the story when I was very young, so I don't remember. Yeah. But there, but there was some, some small something that was brought on a ship that went to Australia that was just destroying yeah. nature. Yeah. So then they brought in, I think, a frog in order to eat that thing. Yeah. And it worked. It killed them off. But then the frogs were everywhere yeah and then they brought in some other kind of snake i think or something to, to then take out the frog yeah. maybe or maybe it was a, a mammal i don't know they brought something else to kill the frog right. and then eventually it led to rabbits yeah so like they got rid of the frog they got rid of the thing they got rid of like a bunch of different species they brought in but now they have so many rabbits in australia of course because australia is rabbits it's do. hopping land right you yeah. got kangaroos the mice hop everything hops in everything australia. hops because there's a lot of hopping ground so, so the rabbits are just flourishing. Just loving it. In fact, kangaroos are doing better now too because you've got more water in more different places because oh. of farming. So it's like so all these these species are just you know kind of kind of booming. Hop city. Yeah, it's hop city down there. That's it. <laughs> um, but you know, but but they now have a problem with rabbits, and so yeah. now like, I have a cousin out there who's a, who's a farmer, and one of the things he does for extra cash is at nighttime he'll go out and he'll 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 shoot two hundred pair of rabbits really per night. And then they'll give them, they'll give them, you know, money yeah. per, per, per pair of rabbits. Because there's just, plenty. That's 400 rabbits <laughs> that he shoots in a night. And he's like, he's a terrific, he gets some, wow. he, he, you know, if you, if you, if you brain shoot them, they can do, they can use most of the rabbit. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And he like, yeah. he's like a 98% brain shoot. Like, Your when cousin moving, is shoot, Elmer Fudd. He's right? Well, but well, he's <laughs> except good at it. He's good at it, right? <laughs> Elmer yeah. Fudd would mean he can't catch that wascoey weapon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, his, his name's Jason, but he's, yeah. he's, uh, he's, he's. All right, Jason, you're good at what you do. No, he's terrific. He's, yeah. he's pretty, pretty remarkable, but maybe he doesn't do it anymore. He was younger when he told that story. This was a while, a yeah. while ago. Yeah. 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 But okay. anyway, so there's a lot of rabbits out there and they, and they have like literally, it's a, it's a, it's a pest problem at this yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of, I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but it's a story about the starlings the the birds that um somewhere along the way i think it might have been in england uh where a child really wanted the starling and and convinced the the rich parent to make sure that they were imported and brought in and it ended up being a very devastating bird species to come into the area and flourished and killed and all that <laughs> stuff because it was like i want this bird papa and it was you know the worst possible type of bird to bring to that area and yeah. now is there forever yeah but yeah so it's the same thing it's like sometimes these species are introduced to environments and they become a huge problem like these feral cats yeah in in australia yeah so it, it talks about i'm gonna oh, read a little, yes a cat named bill john williamson uh-huh we're gonna listen to that Cat and, we're, and we're going to share it on, okay. on the because it is it is it's about a feral cat. Woo. <laughs> I'm ready. Oh, it is the funniest song. Uh, yeah. Yes. Is this, is this another Australian singer songwriter type yes, thing? It's the same one I played for you when we got this. He's got oh. he's got a bunch of songs. He's a folk singer in Australia. Oh, okay. So you thought of another oh, one? Oh my god! You're I'm ready. Love this song. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm going to read just a little bit just to okay. see. Um, so. They've got uh, over the last several years, arid recovery have experimented with two threatened marsupial species. This okay. is in Australia. Yep. You have the greater bilby, oh. which looks like a small rabbit with mm -hmm. a long nose, mm -hmm. and the burrowing batong. 
Okay. Also known as the booty. The booty. Mm-hmm. The booty, which has squirrel-like face, skinny hind legs, and a long tail. Yep. They've added a number of sm- of uh, they've added a small number of cats to some of the paddocks, and then painstakingly recorded the results. The whole idea here yeah. is they are trying to get these species to figure out yeah. some defense mechanisms. Okay. They want to be able to get them in these little small groups to be like, okay, if there's food laying out for you, you need to wait, you need to. And so some of them are starting to figure out these changes. Right. And so this is a little bit of kind of a a, a forced. Forced evolution. Forced evolution in a very short time. And it works a little bit. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. Well, because the ones that, you know, you're you're killing off a high high volume of them probably who who fail. But the ones, excuse me, the ones that succeed, you know they've succeeded. Yes. And therefore, you know which ones you got to get breeding. Yes, exactly. So this is an example. This is a kind of forced evolution that I think that doesn't seem, and I don't have enough understanding of of biology, but it doesn't seem too obtrusive to try to teach um, a species a little bit about how to survive and how to protect itself against feral cats, you know, right? I think I think that if I look at it a little more broadly than a lot of environmentalists do, right? Like we're yeah. we're part if humans are part of the environment. Yeah. And we are, whether we yeah. whether we want to admit that we are or not, we are. Sure. And we are able to create a problem like this. Yeah. Then it was the environment that created that problem. Yeah. Because we're part of the environment. Yeah. It's true. The thing is, the fact that we were able to create that problem means that we also have the ability to solve problems. Yeah. So I think that if if humankind puts its attention on helping something survive and that thing survives, that fits under revolution. Yeah, I agree with that's you. That's part of it. Like that's 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 part I if agree. something if something gets if someone gets helped or something gets helped yeah. and then therefore figures something out and continues to survive, it doesn't matter how it continues to survive. Yeah. It continues to survive. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah, I think you're right. And it's interesting because in these other two articles that I found, I need to find the actual quote, but these other articles about species and birds and whatnot, there were people, and they would, it was funny because they would always specify after the scientist or biologist spoke, they would say they were not part of this study. Oh, okay. They, they, they would say, uh, this is a slippery slope, guys. Yeah. Like, like a lot of these scientists would chime in and say, like, if we're going to start altering species, this will get out of control real fast. Like, we got to trust in the process of these ecosystems. And if, if certain things have to be wiped out or adjust on their own, then they got to figure it out. And it was funny because all the ones that would say that, they'd be like, they were not part of this survey. They were not part of this research. So it was always kind of this outsider opinion, which was, I think, you know, maybe valuable, but they also weren't. Look, it's a, it's a fair opinion. Yeah. yeah, No, exactly. And they're not part of it. It's a fair opinion, right? Because, because if, if, you know, if something, are you going to be there to keep teaching it to survive and whatever? But, but the thing is, I mean, for me, the, that which you don't teach to survive won't. Yeah. And so be it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, or or it will if it if nature allows it. But exactly. I think there's a lot of tools in the toolbox that Mother Nature gave us to to continue to survive. Yeah, and if and one of those tools is help. Yeah, and you yeah. mean I mean otherwise I think so. otherwise why do parents help their 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 children? Yeah, why do you you know what why why do you why do you tigers help their cubs? Like they like we, help is part of the deal. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's, like, that's, like you said, it's part. We are part of the environment. Yeah. If it was caused by us and us fixing, and it's still part of the natural cycle right. that will fix it. And if for some reason something changes and we die off, we stop doing it, and then that causes other species to die off. Well, then that's yeah. how it went. Yeah. That's the that's that's how it goes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We have no idea why the the species that are here now are here now. 
Yeah. Some of it, there could be, I mean, cats could exist because at some point, and I'm not saying this is the case, but theoretically, maybe there was one cat left and yeah. they were screwed and they were done. And yeah. then that cat happened to get helped by a, a random dog that killed something else. And then it found some other thing that was yeah. vaguely cat-like, had children, and then it just exploded. And that was a better combo. We don't yeah. know. Yeah, exactly. We don't know. Yeah. All we know is today there's a lot of cats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this, this applies so... This applies into another piece that I think links to this perfectly, and it's a subject that you love, coral mm-hmm. reefs. Mm-hmm-hmm. So this is, um, this is from EcoWatch, and it says, Scientists discover why coral reefs are turning white, informing restoration possibilities. And what this article kind of touches on is basically from the years 2014 and 2017, the heat wave in the ocean bleached out like 75% of the coral reefs. Tons of coral reefs. And so yes. it was a huge problem. Yeah. But there were some, like in uh, Kanahoe, uh, I'm not saying that right, uh, K-A-N-E-O-H-E, Kanahoe Bay in okay. Hawaii, were also hit hard. Um, but there were certain reefs in the area that maintained their golden hue they yeah. like they survive that are resilient exactly yeah and so they 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 still yeah here it says but among the damaged corals in in that bay following the heat wave some bore their healthy golden hue colin if you're from hawaii and yes you know, if is, you can is help it Kana, yeah Kana, it's it, it's Kano. Kane Kane k-a-n-e-o-h-e oh like kaneohe or something yeah kaneohe yeah. ah that's probably it yeah i've never been to hawaii yeah, I don't know that. I don't know yeah. that reef. I've never been. That's, that's, that's good. That's uh, cool. But we'll go with Kenyohi. That works. That sounds great. That sounds like it would fit. So, um, but I, I, they are finding that okay, we've got some coral reefs that were able to survive. Okay. The algae. Yeah. The what's living in them helped protect them. Yeah. So this comes to the question of interference in a way that's a little bit more like, well, maybe we could add algaes. Ah, to coral so reefs. transplant algae from, from successful coral reefs into ones that are not successful. Maybe we could develop a way for all these coral reefs to come back right. by, by altering their ecosystems. Yeah. So again, this is that question of what are the impacts? And, 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 and that's something that people have to be it's, okay with. It's fascinating, right? right? Because yeah. then you think about the, the algae that, that used to survive on that coral before... Mm-hmm. Before the uh, the whatever, it's like we care about these reefs, so we yeah. want to keep the coral reefs alive. But is the old algae part of what made them special? Exactly. I don't know, right? Exactly. And that's and that's an interesting. It's an interesting thought because you know then you have the question of yeah, okay, if we do something, we might keep them alive. But what if the other algae can find a way to continue to survive? Yeah. Like, what if something happens in the next little while that some of the algae there figures it out and then. Yeah. Grows up and then, and then can survive on that reef. Cause that's possible. Yeah. Right. And then you brought in some other kind of algae that maybe, maybe that one is intrusive. Maybe that one starts to take over and dominate and kill. And maybe you cause as a human, the, the, the uh, extinction of a different algae. Yeah. And so that's the other side of the argument that some of these scientists will be talking about. It's like, if you start getting involved in messing with this, are you unintentionally screwing something else up? Right. And then does this other algae create problems for the aquatic life in Australia, for instance, where you exactly. have tons of bleaching. Is it the domino effect? Like if, if we as human species uh, started to get, let's go the opposite direction, uh, it, it starts to get cold. Yeah. And it's cold everywhere. It's cold and right so they, now they here. Genet- it is. It's really it. chilly. It's yeah. a, it is. It's sweater weather, my friend. It's lovely. It's yeah. lovely. Um, it gets cold. And so scientists figure out a way to genetically alter humans to have built-in jackets. Wow. So we don't have shirts 
anymore. It's like this thing grows out of us, and it's like a skin jacket. And that's how we've been altered, to be in the cult, right? Wow. That sounds kind of weird and cool. So we're all just walking around with no shirts on. No we got shirts, skin but we got skin jackets on. Wow. And so they, they cover our whole body. Maybe they're a little furry. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm, furry. I'm yoked. <laughs> right. And stacked. <laughs> of course. And gorgeous. And it, 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 so no problems here. Right, right. Yeah. Or are you hiding <laughs> your stoke yacked body underneath your flesh furry Only jacket? My flesh jacket. <laughs> That's <laughs> terrible sounding. I don't want to call it that. Okay. Let's call it a, let's call it a, let's call it a, um, a, a human coat. No, that sounds my, terrible. My, anyway, you, you get what, what I'm saying. Yeah. Is this a terrible this example? Really is totally I, I was, what I was trying to say, what I was trying to say is that would be altering the human species as a whole genetically interfering right. that then might be a problem. Right, down the road. Down the road, because right. one, you have to change back into warmer climates. I don't know if this example makes right. any what sense. Right, what if global warming then kicks up? And kicks now you've up, got and these now it's 180 degrees outside, and we're covered and I'm wearing a jacket. fur jackets. <laughs> or your, let's say your entire career was bodybuilding. Yeah. And now it's ruined. Now it's ruined. Now you cannot flex for a living. Because, because you're always covered in this you're coat. You're always covered in this coat. It's well, built in your we skin. we used to have coats. We did. We did. We had, we had fur. fur. We had yeah. fur all over, like, like hair all over. And we shed bodies. that fur because we wanted the world because, to see us as we are. Because naturally we evolved that way. We did. See, and there's the other side of the argument. So that's that. So even though my example was preposterous and ridiculous and very biofriendly podcast, very biofriendly um, podcast, it, it stands to reason that a lot of these scientists. We're saying it's a dangerous thing to interfere too much. And it's a fair argument. It is a fair argument. And and so we don't, I don't necessarily know enough in the arena to say I could say one or the other. I think it's case by case. You know, it's like, it's like, um, it's like what that judge that everybody talks about when he says, I'll, I'll t- you know, I don't know what pornography is, but I'll tell you when I see it. Judge Ito? Who said that? That was, yeah, I believe judge it was Judge Ito. Judge yeah, Judy. Yeah, judge Judy. No, it was yeah. Judge Judy yeah, Ito. Judge Judy Ito. It was Judge Wapner. <laughs> Judy Ito. No, I, I don't know. Yeah, like, yes, have, you ever, have you ever heard that? I think it was a Supreme Court justice, actually. Really? really? Yeah, it's, it's something that I... I probably should have looked it up at the time when I would heard, but again, this was a long fine. time ago. Yeah. But I think it was a Supreme Court justice who was... Who was uh, like it was like trying to determine whether or not something is art. It's like, is it art or is it pornography? Right. Is it one or the other? Right. Because right. there's, there's a fine line and the answer right. was, I'll know it when I see it. Yeah. It's kind of true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's a, it's, it's a tough, like, it, it's, it, it, it can be tough to judge because one person's art is another person's not art. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and anyway, so, so no, for each saying. person, it can be for each person, probably there's a different threshold as to what there right. is, but it's kind of similar in this. Like at, at what point is it, at what point is it is it aiding a species to survive? And at what point are you altering the planet? You know, and like, and, yeah. and will you know it when you see it? Like for yeah. me to to put a bunch of of a of a species that's getting overrun by a cat that you already introduced, yeah, as a mistake, and yeah. then having them learn how to having them learn, and then right. encouraging then the the you know the reproduction of that those which learn so they yeah. can continue to survive. It's funny. I, I don't like. I consider that to be art, if you will. Yeah, I do too. Right. I do so, too. So, uh, so introducing, like, I love the coral reefs, and I, I you, we know this, right? Yeah. And and I, and and a solution that keeps them working sounds great. But I do think that there's potential repercussions here when you when you're talking about like this is this is like changing the forest for the for the fish, yeah. right? It's like yeah. it's 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 making 
different sure. kinds of like bacteria on trees to help different kinds of trees survive better so that they yeah. stick around, not knowing what that's going to do to the other trees that exist or what lives. Right. In, right? So it's like you, you, you could screw up everything. Totally. You could bring algae to a coral reef that's been bleached and is dying, yeah. but that algae could be lethal to all the octopi right. in the area. It yeah, could be something know. that could wipe out a very rare strain. You just don't you know. You don't know. And then, you know, and then of course, then, then other Noel, who, when I argue with myself, I do this all the time. The other Noel was <laughs> how he spends uh, his, uh, his weekends, this is, not, yeah. not doing Super Bowl shows. Yeah. He, he, he debates uh, ethical animal and species questions. Yeah, with myself, <laughs> until I come up with an answer that I'm happy with, which I, it takes the time, it takes yeah. some time, yeah. a while. But um, like, you know, but then, but then the other question is, if the coral reefs are bleached and they're not recovering, then is that killing off other species also, right? right. So I, right. boy, blech. what a catch twenty two we it's have. It's a mess. Yeah, but I do, I you know, but I do think that there's maybe kind of a difference between one thing or the other. Yeah, is my 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 point between what they're doing with the reefs and what they're doing. Yeah. In the, there's probably a I scale. No, there's probably yeah. a scale. I would imagine that in the scientific community, there's probably some kind of scale. You know how like um. You know how, like, with Pluto, mm -hmm. they said, okay, well, we can't call it a planet because it's smaller than some of these asteroids out there. And if it's smaller than some of the asteroids, we it's have to start naming... It's the same size as its moon. Yeah, like it's it's, the same, yeah, exactly. We have to start naming literally thousands of, of these rocks floating around as planets also if we give it to Pluto. Right. So scientists figured out, they were like, there's a scale that we have to acknowledge. Yeah. And so I would have to assume when it comes to coral reefs, when it comes to species, when it comes to... They have to have some kind of, like, what are the pros? What are the cons? What will we gain? What will we lose? What's at stake? And they measure that and say, all right, this is a project worth pursuing and we should definitely do it. We should give the humans uh, fur a jackets. fur jacket. <laughs> let's so, bring the fur back. Let's bring the fur back. Bring the fur I back wanna, and a layer of blubber. Yes. I want, I want us all to, I don't know. I think it would be great. We wouldn't yeah. have to think about what to wear every day. You just have like your fur jacket. That's a good point. Yeah. And no, that's, hey, that's, that's a thing. That's, that's, you know, and the ladies too. Yeah. Everybody. Wow. Everybody's in a so you like furry ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like them. I just want everybody to survive. I want everybody want to, to survive the I, hypothetical we have, freeze. We have the, the world that's going to freeze, and everybody needs to have a nice furry jacket. Look, you know me. I'm Sweaty McSweaterson. You are. I do not want to be stuck in a furry jacket for the rest of my life. But you're willing to, to I'm willing to make that, that sacrifice. Problem. If yeah. the scientists say this is the only way we're going to get through this negative 100 degree, uh, you know, frozen planet that we know is coming. That we know is coming for because we watched Snowpiercer. We watched Snowpiercer. Yeah. We watched The Day After Tomorrow. Day we after watched, tomorrow. I mean, uh, Ice this Age. Is, this is where it ends. This is where it this ends. This is how it goes. It gets super hot and then it, it gets super cold. Super cold. And then we all die. I, yeah. But not if we not, have fur jackets. Yeah. <laughs> not if we have fur jackets, man. <laughs> I guess maybe we just ask the scientists that when they genetically modify us to have fur jackets, that they have like uh, sleeveless options. <laughs> so you get really you get so up, we got the hand solo. Yeah, you get the furry vest, but yeah. your arms are still open. Yeah. I don't yeah. know, man. I'm talking out of my butt. Uh, yeah. No, it's that's a good place to talk. As good as any. Yeah. Um, right. Your last thing you just said about Pluto. Yeah. Did you get a chance to listen to that Neil deGrasse Tyson thing that I told you in the podcast and everyone else listened to? I, about, I, I tune you, know? you out so often. Yeah, I, that's fair. I that's, don't, that's, that's I don't even remember what you said. No, yeah. I didn't. Unfortunately, probably at the time, it was something that I was like, ooh, I want to... And, yeah. and then I got distracted by a squirrel, Yeah, and then it's all gone. Well, okay, so basically the only reason that Pluto ever was a planet is because we believed, certainly, based on, on how Neptune was discovered, that there's... 
there's a, or maybe it was Uranus. Uh, no, the, yeah, maybe it was Uranus. What am I? Anyways, um, I think it was Uranus, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way it was discovered that... Uranus? Uranus! <laughs> was that, Was that... Uh, yeah, it was Uranus. Was, was that... Um, that there must be another planet out there because the math showed that there was right. gravity affecting something. Right. 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 And right. so there right. had to be a ninth, there had to be a ninth planet. Yeah. Right. A planet X. And so there was the search just went on about how to find the planet. X, how to find them. And they found, and they found Pluto. Like, Oh, thank God. That's we it. Solved the problem. Our assumption planet was right. X. It's right there. And then you find out then however many laters when the great mile Standish uh, yeah. was, was just like, well, let's see if like there, cause the Pluto's not big enough to be this planet. It's not pot. It's, yeah. it's, it can't be planet X. It can't be that place is not big enough. Yeah. And we're looking for this planet still that, that, doesn't exist. So we looked through all the data, and then one thing, one data point was wrong. Mm. And the data point's wrong. So if the data point's wrong, then, then you know, he takes that out. It's like, first remove this and see everything else, and everything else matches. And when all that matches, it's like, there is no planet X. There is not. It doesn't exist. Oh. The gravity problem isn't there. Scientists can be wrong, too. Yeah. They can. It's hard. That's the whole, that's what Neil deGrasse Tyson's whole thing was, is science is hard. It's hard, man. Yeah. It's hard. And it's the same. So that's a good example of... This species thing, this, uh, we want animals to survive. We want species to g- continue on. We want, cool. look, last week we did newly discovered species and orchids and all sorts of cool stuff. We want these things to go on. But yeah. this earth makes some of its own judgment calls. Yeah. And some of this is saying, okay, well, if spring is going to be later and summer's going to be, you know, if we're going to, if, if the climate is changing and you know, drought is where it's not supposed to be and it's wet where it's not supposed to be. Some of these animals are going to have to adjust and change. And there may be things that we don't like that happen because of that. But if we step in, the earth might be correcting itself in a way that if we step in, it could be an issue. Right. And that's something to consider. Right. Right. It's like, I, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. It's like you either, you, it's either way, something will occur. Yeah. The que- the you know the question is do we intervene and make it occur in a way that that right. we've affected it or do we let nature take its course and it it occurs the way nature believes it should occur right and 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 yeah. you know and again I I'll maintain that we are part of nature so if we intervene it's still yeah. natural potentially I mean it depends on how yeah. m- how much we're doing i guess yeah. i mean there's you know man we could i could debate myself on this totally. t- particular topic for months totally it's, it's a like one. let it's a good topic let nature take its course maybe maybe <laughs> right like that's the funny when thing is Noel like wants it to. when it makes sense yeah. but that's the funny thing is that's the the idea of that phrase that we've heard our whole lives let na- nature take its course it's yeah. like but i may have uh messed with the course as part of the environment we absolutely have yeah we have there's no question. Like, yeah. like we, we mess we, with we've one hundred percent messed with the course. There's, yeah. the, you know, yeah. we, we've we've taken, you know, we've we've taken quite a lot. We are just hungry, hungry hippos. We are hungry, hungry hippos. Yeah. And so, if we can do something to help, then I think we should. But yes, let's keep our eyes open. Let's keep keep our, our eyes open. Keep our hearts open. Keep your hearts open. Be willing to help. And what can you do as a listener to help um, changing of species? Uh, I guess. Learn more about what you can do to help protect environments and species. And if there's, you know, if there's a certain group of people that are completely depleting an area of land around the world just to sell you a product, then I don't know. Maybe don't get that product anymore. Yeah. I don't know. There it is. Well, no, like, I mean, yeah, listen to the... Like the palm oil thing. Yeah, That's what I was thinking exactly. of. That was like a, that was a thing that recently came up in our stories and our, our uh, social media. It was like somebody shared like, you know, hey, this can, this can have a huge effect 
on habitats for mm-hmm. plants and animals, and it has a lot to do with how much humans demand it, and there are alternatives. Yeah. And that's... You know, that's yeah, hey, that's what we're doing. That's it. And then, you know, that's what we talk about on this show all the time. Today was a yeah. bit more abstract, a little more informative. Sure. A little more. Sure. Did I, was that my fault? Did no, I go to? Okay. that's great. We got to yeah. do this sometimes where we just philosophize it about is the environment. A, it is it's a fun. philosophical question. It's fun. Look, it is. Look, you might not learn, you might not learn a simple trick or tip every day on Biofriendly Podcast, I yeah. guess. But yeah. if you don't, you will at least find out more about the environment and find out yeah. more about what we're doing out there. Yeah. So and, that's okay. And learn how to stream the Super Bowl if you don't have cable. If you don't have cable. So they did get a walk away with that. They got a lot out of this episode. <laughs> they got a lot. A lot. And they learned that the weekend did a great job. They did. And, and they that we should lay off. And we should, should lay off. off. Yeah. And they learned about Oatly. Oatly. And, and Will Ferrell and the and Norwegians. And Will Ferrell. And yeah. he might be married to a Norwegian or a Swede. And I don't he know. he could be. Maybe, possibly. I think she's in the commercial. I think the wife, I think when you go, when she goes, you're in Sweden, I think somebody said. That's his wife? That's his wife. That's wonderful. So. I, I, hope that's, I hope that's true. That's one of those stories you find out later that's not true not and true. you get sad. And yeah, you're like, oh, right. man, I wish I mean, that was true. I wanted that to be true. Yeah. Well, that's it, buddy. Is there anything else that we should throw out there philosophically before we say goodbye? No, if I debate this with myself anymore, my head's going to explode. This I'll, will be I'll, the, I'll three and half, uh, the three and a half hour Biofriendly podcast with a lot of... Hmm. I'm going to change my mind and argue about this for the next four days. I'll okay. be, I will be... I can't be, wait. It won't stop. I can't wait. Yeah. Can't, can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. We are your beacon of light in a gloomy environment. Carefully avoiding neonicotinoids. We are the Siegfried and Roy <laughs> of podcasts. And I think that's all we got. I think that's all we got. Let nature take its course. Maybe. Maybe. Today. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, it didn't, it didn't stick. We would have known if in the moment yeah. uh, it was, it was uh, tag worthy. But do you remember how we say goodbye? Yes. Cheerio. Did we do it? <laughs> <laughs> I should leave that in there. It's the Bio Friendly Podcast. It's the Bio Friendly Podcast.